Hello, everyone. Thank you for waiting this minute for me to set up the entire room and everything that we need. Welcome, welcome. I hope you are all all right on this wonderful Thursday, early afternoon or mid-afternoon, depending which time zone you are. Or maybe morning or evening, if you're listening this on the podcast later. Hello, I'm Franca, and today in the Real and Raw Conversations, I'm joined by Carly. Hello, Carly. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good, thank you. It's nice to be here with you. We're so happy to to have you here. Can you tell us more about what you are doing? Yeah, so um, I work with ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs to think more clearly, release self-doubt and remember who they are. Um, I believe that burnout doesn't have to be inevitable on the way to success. Um, and I use human design in my work as well. And I know we're, we're going to talk about that today. Yes, very much. So for anyone who maybe hasn't come across yet about uh, human design, can you talk, talk to us through about what is it, how, like, what are the benefits? Why is it so important to find out <laughs> what type you are in your human design and how can that help you in your general life, work life, personal life, all of it? Yeah. Um, human design is the, essentially, it's the study of our energetic auras. And it gives you a blueprint of how you are designed to um, use your energy most powerfully to show mm. up in the world. The problem is, is that we're all trained to be the opposite of who we are. Um, from the moment our parents start parenting us um, to the moment we go to school and we get our first job, um, we're being constantly fed messages that the way that we are is not correct um, and are trained to be the opposite of who we are. So what human design does is help you to remember who you were before all of that happened mm -hmm. so that we can start to remove some of the conditioning and really start to utilize our gifts that we've often been told our weaknesses. And that's the reason why I'm so happy to have this conversation with you, because that's a major part of unsetting expectations, because one way of doing this, of yeah, unraveling who we are, or rather unraveling yeah the labels the expectations the conditions the beliefs the limitations that are put on us by our families or the society at large to actually arrive to who we are because how i look at it um when i was thinking about like phrasing what unsaid expectation expectations is what's the value proposition a term that's often used in in in, in business I was very careful around phrasing it as um, finding out, like, like figuring out who you are. I don't think that we don't know who we are. I just think that we have been conditioned for such a long and extended period of time that we've just lost touch, kind of disconnected because there's so much noise around us it's really hard to sit still and tune in and listen um so yeah. finding out how what your human design is and then how you can work in accordance to it and not opposite of it 
makes us even more powerful in our day-to-day lives. Yeah, there's 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 always an inner knowing. And often when I first work with a client and share start to share some of their design with them, um, it I, I try to explain it's not like we're learning something brand new about ourselves. It's it's almost like an like a relief when people hear it. They're like I've been feeling like this all along and now it's just like validating that the way I was feeling was correct. Mm. Um, And I think to what just popped up for me when you were saying that as well, I think there's a quote and I posted it on my Instagram recently from Dolly Parton who said, um, find out who you are and then do it on purpose, which I really love that quote. What a powerful quote. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, but it takes a lot of kind of power and courage to start finding out who you are because like if like I'm I returned 27 last month and so for 26 years of my life I almost wasn't able to be who I was because everyone tells you what they expect of you or what version you should be presenting towards the world of yourself and in all of those kind of limitations and restrictions basically about how to act and it regards you it's really hard to be able to yeah act (laughs) as ourselves on purpose yeah and and then we fall into the trap of comparison right so comparison just causes chaos Mm. and confusion and especially when you look so in human design there are five everyone's chart is completely unique but there are five main energy types at at its most simple level and the majority of the world are made up of two of the five energy types so if you are one of the other three and you are working surrounded by the other two um you are going to burn out and feel exhausted or you know if you have uh without getting too complicated on a call where nobody can see a chart but um I looked at your chart actually do you would you like me to share something from your chart yes of course so for example in your (laughs) in your so you're a um you're a generator um with emotional authority and a 2-4 profile, which is actually the same profile as I have, which they call the easy breezy genius. <laughs> um, but so what we're looking at in a chart is the cut, the color in your chart and where there's white space in your chart, it's where you're the most open to conditioning from others. Mm. So you have a really interesting chart actually. So generators are here to be the life force energy. So you're here to create and spread energy. So it's really important part of your purpose to focus on the things that you love to do and to learn to say no to people and to put really strong boundaries in place. Um, the only center that you have, so um, the centers in your in your chart are kind of related to like the chakra system. The only white space that you have of all of the centers is your root center. So you have all of the excitement of the sacral, like wanting to like getting excited by things, wanting to get going. Um, you know, you, you've got the emotional kind of, I'm, I feel great about this and you want to get started, this like urge to get started. But because your root is undefined, you're not actually designed um, 
to handle pressure and deadlines the same way as somebody who does have their route defined. Mm. So you're meant to selectively ride the wave of external pressure from others. But when you're alone, you might feel quite relaxed and unbothered because you can go at your own pace. But the moment that others needs kind of get thrown at you, it can send you off balance. So in the workplace, if you're surrounded by people who have a defined root center, who can just get going and get yeah. stuff done and handle yeah. all of that stuff, and you're trying to you're trying to behave the same way, it's going to cause additional stress for you. And the root center is linked to the adrenals as well, which you know, we, as we know, burnout is linked to adrenal fatigue. Yeah. So that was just one part of the chart that, oh, wow. I, at, that I thought was interesting. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially why I, from a very young age, felt like I wouldn't really thrive in a, like a typical work environment, which for me meant working for someone else. <laughs> yeah. I I always, yeah, I, I always had almost like an inner knowing that I will, I will be, I will work the best if I work for myself because I yeah. I bring out the best in me when yeah when I'm not under pressure where I don't have strict deadlines because a lot yeah. of my work is creative work and relies so heavily on my energy levels which because I'm also a woman means depending on where I'm at in my cycle our energy levels differ so yeah. having kind of all of this knowledge and as you said uh, for your uh, client, the validation. <laughs> it's almost like, it's okay, it's normal. Yeah. Because it's normal for you to act in this way yes. is almost, yes, liberating. It's, it, it feels like someone has kind of set you free because by that point, you're constantly looking at how others are doing. What is the common kind of yeah. concept of productivity? And then if I was trying, I know just um, in the last a year and a half since I quit my management consulting job, I've purposely set, on the, set the intention of I want to design my own life in a way that serves me. And that includes my work hours as well. And how, how do I want to work? How do I want to show up mm -hmm. when I'm working? And for me, that meant in the first instance, not work, not overworking because I was working like 16 hours days while studying full time. So I kind of made myself not to work more than five or six hours a day because I know that everything above for me is overkilling it. What I get done in that period of time is going to be better than if I expand it to eight, 10 or 16 hours because I am yeah. not as creative or as productive. But sometimes yeah. it also means that when I do get like a really huge surge of inspiration and energy, that I will be in the flow for 10 hours straight and I will feel like two hours have gone by. And for me, yeah. in that moment was important to not judge myself and thinking, oh, but I should have only worked five hours. But go with my energy and allow myself to be fully present and work fully in a line with what I'm feeling from the inside. 
Yeah. And as a generator, you can keep going. Like you say, you can keep going for 12 hours mm. when the engine's going and you're working on something that excites you. And that's the key as a generator is to be really um, selective about what you say yes to and what you say no to, um, because it has to be, it has to light you up, yeah. whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, that that comes up a lot because I've always say to my friends, it's like when I when I get like a client offer, a client proposal, I feel it in my stomach. Do I want to work or not on in this project or with those people? Because if both are not clicking, I know I will just hate like there is no price that I will pay, um, or rather that my clients will pay me. If I don't like, if, if what I'm supposed to be doing doesn't fire me up, or if people that I am supposed to be working with don't fire me up as well, because I just know that I will resent the work, I will resent myself, I will judge myself later for saying yes, even though I felt that I don't want to be doing this. Yeah, because generators find it harder to quit as well. Once they start <laughs> something, they have to see it through to the end. So I'm a manifesting generator. So I have part of the, the generator energy that you have, but I also have an ability to pivot and I don't have problem. Uh, I don't have any issues with saying no or being what someone would call selfish mm. and picking me over others. And so, yeah. And, and this is why it's so interesting. So you said that you feel it in your stomach um, because you, you know, there's that sacral kind of, um, feeling and it's a very physical visceral feeling that you can feel in your body but your authority is actually emotional so and this is why it's so unique for everybody because some people they can go straight off that gut feeling for others it's uh, so for you and for myself as well it's emotional which means we should actually wait things out before making a decision because how we feel in the moment might be how different to how we feel tomorrow or the next day mm. so sleeping on things is really great for us for others it will be instinctual so actually you know we've gone from you should make decisions intellectually to listen to your gut but neither is 100 percent true for everybody other people it's more instinctual so it literally will be like in a second they'll just know but they think i can't make a decision that quickly <laughs> surely i have to now analyze it um, and some people should analyze it because that's energetically correct for them. So it's this is why there's just no one size fits all approach to working, making decisions, living, anything. It's so unique. And that's why it's human design is so beautiful to just remind you of who you are. Mm, I love that phrase <laughs> because I know how the way the way I feel or have felt for the most of my working life, which technically isn't a lot, but for the most of it, uh, was that our working routines are the same as they were in the industrial age. Basically, we've, we, we are working almost as machines, but low-performing machines, because machines of today can work 24 hours, and we can only, or only should work eight. Yeah. <laughs> and this nine-to-five system that is still present in our society has been made when, in a, in a 
in a context and environment completely different to the one that we are living in now. And yeah. I feel that creates a very big disparity between how we should feel that we are the most productive in in working, yeah. whereas what possibly like our employees expect of us or what's written in our contract. Because like for so I wouldn't survive the traditional corporate environment because I I, I can work like two hours, two days for 10 hours straight because I get the surge of energy, but then I'm five days flat. Like I, I'm, I'm exhausted. I cannot do anything other than lie in bed and, bed and binge watch Netflix until I get mm. my batteries recharged once again. And just that way of working doesn't really fit the traditional nine to five box. Yeah. So there's a couple of things on that. So firstly, and I, I can't remember where I read about this, but um, the working day, the nine to five working day was designed for men. Mm. Um, men are, and, and I'm trying to think of the right word. So they're kind of led by the sun, whereas women are led by the moon. So the sun is up, you know, right? Nine to five or, or kind of thereabouts. Whereas the moon kind of ebbs and flows and it links to also hormones. So men um, typically are, you know, so like working out and stuff in the morning, their hormone level, I don't know a lot about men's hormones, but their hormones are at that level where they want to like work out and do that stuff. It's good to do that at the beginning of the day. Um, and then they, they'll keep going and then their communication will drop off in the afternoon. And that's when, not their communication, sorry, something drops off with their hormones in the afternoon and that's when they like to chat. So that's where the like Friday afternoon drinks came from, right? <laughs> so, and I and I thought back to myself because I've worked with a lot of male sales directors in my career as a marketing director. And we spent a lot of time in coffee shops in the afternoon chatting and having meetings. Um, so it was really interesting when I reflected back on how the day designed, um, they were designed typically for men. Um, whereas, you know, like you say, women have their hormone cycle that there, it's not just within the day that our energy levels mm. are changing, but also throughout the months, um, that, you know, there, there are some weeks where we're in our spring or summer and we should be out chatting and we want to communicate and we're happy being very visible. And then the, you know, autumn and winter comes and we're more insular, but there's beauty and power in that time of the month as well where we can be very introspective we can look at projects complete things complete projects um you know notice mistakes and edit things so when we understand this and the more that um business leaders and organizations can really start to understand this and respect the way that and honor the way that their employees are designed so differently um and also you mentioned like this machine and I don't know if you you've looked into like spiral dynamics at all, but mm -hmm. there's, we may have talked about it previously, but the way that organizations are evolving in line with human consciousness. So the machine is actually a metaphor for what, um, what they call like orange organizations in spiral dynamics. And those organizations were driven and, and, 
each stage gets better. So there's there's pluses and minuses for every stage that we move through. Before the the machine, it was the army where it was this command and control approach. And we still see that in organizations like um, where there needs to be stuff like that in like government or education or the NHS, for example. But then orange organizations, the beauty of the machine was anyone can reach the top which wasn't possible before mm. so incentives around financial incentives incentives bonuses holidays if you had the the ambition and you could get all of those things so it, it was great for really shaking up the status ladder about who could get to the top but then the downside of that was it then created exhaustion and burnout and unfulfillment yeah. because we're now at that stage where people are like, well, I made all this money, but now what? Yeah. I don't feel fulfilled. I'm not happy. I'm exhausted. And then we move into the new phases, which is around, well, there's the family, the sense of like a business as a family. And then you've got the new stage, which is Teal, which is all about the evolutionary organization where people bring their whole selves to work and i do believe we're moving towards that and i think there are organizations already doing it really beautifully um so it's exciting as well yeah i was about to ask you like what 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 do you feel where are we heading towards and how can we so how can we bring or rather how can human design help us in fulfilling the most positive vision or the most positive possibility in the future of workforce and work life yeah i mean my my vision or, or my hope would be that anytime an organization onboards a new employee they check what their human design is <laughs> um i i don't think that's in the near future um I think some organizations, depending on who's leading them, will be further ahead than others and will start to, to use things like this. It's interesting when I talk to different corporations about human design, when I talk to them as an individual, they're deeply interested. The moment they think about taking it into their organization, they get nervous mm -hmm. because there's this feeling that it's, it's a little bit too woo-woo or um, it's not going to be received well. So I think it's going to take a bit of time. Um, and I think the forward thinking organizations who are led by people that are willing to do things a bit differently are going to lead the way on, on this. Um, and the organizations that don't, and also from an individual perspective, you know, I think again, historically, and I've definitely noticed this and probably behave like it myself in my early career, there's an expectation that the organization needs to do everything for us and mm. not taking responsibility for ourselves. As an individual, you, you've, you um, start to understand your own self psychology and how you best work, how you're the most productive and you start to manage yourself. Don't wait to be managed in the way that you need to be managed. You can manage yourself and, um, stay really strong on those boundaries because the moment that you start living in alignment with your human design you're going to thrive and everyone around you that you're working with is going to want to know what you're doing mm. because you're succeeding and you're magnetic and you're um, full of energy and then it's going to catch on that 
that resonates with me because sometime, like I think probably this time last year, I have started to have an idea of rather a seed of, of, of the idea of what I want to be doing in a year's time, in three years. So what, what do I want to bring out to the world? But because I didn't trust myself and I didn't trust my ways of working, I was constantly like I spent ages trying to see and analyze what others were doing and look out at tactics, look out at their strategies and try to see how I could apply those to me. And and because I did that, knowing that rather kind of feeling that it doesn't just it doesn't sit well with me. I didn't feel that those same strategies, maybe they will work business-wise in some way, but I kind of sensed that I would literally spend like two, like two times more energy trying to yeah. drag myself doing those strategies because yeah. they just don't sit well with me. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I completely, yeah, it really resonates with me. And it's something that I've had to work really hard on as well, with my own business. Um, so as an example, in your chart, in your human design chart, um, you have, um, well, first of all, a love of speaking about experiences, which is what we're doing now. So that shows that you're in alignment with how, what you're already doing. Um, somebody who speaks their mind. Um, but you're also the creator of a tribe. You have the channel of creator of a tribe. Okay. I don't have that yet. There's been, I felt a pressure that I've put on myself being a coach that I need to create a community mm-hmm. and I need to create group programs and I need to do all of these things. But a huge part of my design is about individualism, recognizing the individual that there isn't one size fits all. And that's why I was finding building a program so challenging to do mm-hmm. for myself because everyone's different and everyone needs something different. Yeah. Um, however, I have a channel which is all about sensing the spiritual needs of the tribe. So I can see what an organization needs. I can see what a team needs, but a group of individual entrepreneurs, for example, no, I need to work with them individually. Wow. So yeah so but for you you have the gift of being a a tribe creator i i it just doesn't feel right for me Mm. so understanding that about my design really helped me accept my business strategy as well and to align it with my design and you're doing that intuitively already yeah kind of i mean i i'm doing it intuitively now because i was i just allowed myself to go with the flow a big, yeah. a big kind of dissonance or rather an, an internal battle that I have is that I like to be in control of things and I want, I like to know what's next and kind of have stable grounds beneath me. But then when it comes to my ideas and my way of working, it feels like I, like, I have no idea what's going to come up with, to, what's going to come out of me tomorrow. And kind of bridging those two is has been has proven a challenge for me. Um, but well, you also have you've got an impatience and restlessness <laughs> in your heart as well, craving action. 
Okay, so yeah, so that's that part. Practicing patience is good for you. <laughs> that's why I always get so impatient in in the first couple of months of any project or business when I need to set be setting up the basics and kind of so I'm not yet jumping into the action because I need to set some things before doing that. But I get so itchy and I want to jump in it immediately. <laughs> And you also, also just to go back as well, you have, you're self-inspired. So you, all of your business ideas and your vision, you can inspire that within yourself. So actually looking at what other people are doing isn't something you necessarily need to do mm-hmm. and actually won't change your mind because you've got um, a defined Arjuna Centre as well. So you already have a very strong idea of what you want to do. And even if somebody told you, no, you should do it this way, you might listen, but you're, you're not going to, it's going to be a waste of time anyway. I need so to tell, you're I laughing need, there. <laughs> I need to tell that to my partner because he gets annoyed because I never listen to him. <laughs> exactly. My, my mother has a, a defined Arjuna center and in a very simplistic way, when she's um, trying to decide what to wear between like different handbags on a night out, she'll go around and she'll ask everyone that's in the house and she'll always go back to the one that she knows she wants to she wanted to wear at the beginning Mm. so I have to tell her don't waste your time asking people for their opinion because you're not going to listen and then it's frustrating for the other person who wasted time helping you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, trust yourself yeah trust yourself yeah that's true but yeah oh I, I I'm laughing so much because it feels like you're reading my mind and because like, and, and like that we've spoken for hours and hours and hours when in reality I've just told you my birth date and my birthplace and you're able yeah. to tell me every like, the stuff that I know and the stuff that I don't know about myself or that I wasn't sure about myself so yeah. That's, it's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just it's kind it, of creepy. It's kind of <laughs> creepy, but really amazing. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me share it with you because um, it is. It's it's when I see when I when I first start working with a client and they send me their details, I look at their chart and it's like I know them before we've even started working mm. together. Like you say, it's um, and you know, and again, if you're someone that's working with clients one to one, you don't need to be reading like for people like I do and using it heavily but understanding the very simple like your strat your client strategy and energy type and how they make decisions those three things were, are going to help you in the kind of questions if you're a coach or a consultant or any anything where you're working with somebody one-on-one for example the kind of questions you ask so I would ask you how do you feel about that because your authority is emotional so that would be different to how I'd ask the question to someone else for example Mm. that has a different authority so and when you're managing a team if we go back to kind of working in a corporate environment again this is where mentorship I think is quite challenging because when you're a mentor to somebody you're sharing your own experience with someone and how you did it to become successful that isn't necessarily the same for the person you're talking to so again from if you're mentoring someone to understand this about them oh 
just helps you to ask the right questions rather than just giving your advice and that being exactly what they should do. Yeah, 100%. And so I'm curious, are there, so there are in total of five types or? Five, yeah, there are five energy types. So are there kind of pairs of types that work well together? So for example, if, okay, so we are the same type, is it kind of, is it beneficial for the same types to work together or it doesn't make any difference or? Anyone can work with anyone and anyone can do any job. Um, there's no good or bad design for anything. It, as long as you understand yourself deeply and you accept and honor your design and can do that for others as well. So I, um, I'm about to start working with um, an assistant um, to help me with some parts of my business. And the first thing we're gonna do is look at our human designs together so that we know how best to work with each other. Mm. Um, and I also often, um, my clients ask me to look at their partner's charts as well um or their children's charts or business partners um so you can work with anyone as long as you're willing to accept and understand your differences um and to to yeah to to honor that about them especially if they are one of the rarer types um so reflectors for example there's only one percent of the population who are reflectors oh wow their chart is completely white um so they are constantly taking in everyone else's energy it's like very sensitive for them to be particularly to be in a work environment with other people um and but this is something so beautiful about beautiful about reflector because they're able to show you what you can't see in yourself they're constantly reflecting everything back to you i have a client who's a reflector and at the end of every session because my prof in my profile, which is the same as yours. So even though you can be an energy type, we could be the same energy type, but there are loads of differences in our charts. Mm -hmm. So you and I have different charts, but we both have the same profile, which is the easy breezy genius. So with that comes the hermit and the opportunist. So sometimes we want to be with the tribe and other times we want to be alone behind closed doors. And we kind of struggle with this push and pull between the two. Um, but um, also with the two four profile, you can find it challenging. You're you're a genius at something, but you can't quite articulate what it is, <laughs> and you don't really know what it is that you're good at. So the beauty of a reflector and this client that I have, she at the end of every session she tells me exactly what I did that helped her move through whatever challenge she was having. Wow! And it's like, oh, thank you. I didn't realise I did that. That's really helpful. So that's it's a really beautiful to work with a reflector, but they're not going to be able to work in the same way that you work. So as long as you can accept that and focus on the gifts that they have to offer, anyone can work with anyone. I'm, I kind I kind of feel bad for myself that I didn't come across this earlier, or yeah, you discovered you've discovered it at exactly the right time. Ah, uh, yeah, that's. That's yeah. That's 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 all that I need to keep in mind. That's true because now when you've said about yeah not being able to articulate myself and everything in my head properly or try to explain what it is that I do, so I have a constant challenge with that. It was it's 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 a lot of you 
to my ways of working, which is I'm a I'm a really really wide generalist. <laughs> I don't really almost I don't care what I do because I learn things really quickly, and I get to know things really well really quickly. So if I'm about to like if I have to introduce myself to you, I hate doing that because I. I can't list out all of the labels that, or all of the business description, job descriptions that I've done throughout my life because they are so, so different. It seems like, oh, this girl is all over the place. She has no idea what she's doing in my life. But for me, I, I really, I clearly know <laughs> what am I doing in my life and what I want to achieve. But it's so difficult for me to articulate and Maybe sometimes, I don't know if, we, if this is like 100% on me, but it also feels like it's really hard for some other people to pick up that as well. Like, I know that, like, Liana's here and listening, and she knows me probably better than I know myself, and I don't even have to finish a sentence. She'll know what's, what I want to say. But other people who are not like that, it's like, I I almost I have a feeling that I feel incompetent to them because I can't say hello I'm Franca and I do X. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because you're having a challenge that's very similar to what a manifesting generator would have but you're actually a generator. Um so manifesting generators which I am our biggest conditioning influence is about being chaotic because we are here to do and achieve lots of different things. Um, now you can also do that as a generator. So you look at somebody like, um, uh, I think it's, I, I, I like to look up celebrities and see what their human designs are. So Reese Witherspoon, I think is a generator and she has multiple businesses, right? She's an actress. She has a production company. I think she has a clothing brand. Mm. Um, so I think also looking for examples of people who are doing multiple things and then as a two-four profile which i have just constantly ask for feedback from people ask them what is it that i do really well how did i help you with that um asking for references and testimonials and things it's something i have to do all of the time and then i look for the themes yeah up. Mm. and and uh, you know and then try to pull it all together um but that's just a conditioning influence because we're taught that our, we need to have one linear career path. And actually what manifesting generators are here to do is to show everyone else that it doesn't have to be like that. They're the ones that are like bravely just going mm. out there and doing like, and not caring what people think. Um, so you can look to others and learn from them about how they're doing it as well. That's a good tip. And I will definitely do that as soon as we're done with the call. I'll be like, what is Elon Musk's general type in <laughs> yes. inside? Or like a lot of, or maybe like Rihanna, because she also has a lot of businesses and she's like a powerhouse of a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's, it is, it's, it's interesting because like I said, you can have someone who's an actress who is of you know one of all of the energy types they just have a different way of performing they have a different way of using their energy to do that role yeah. that works for them yeah 
uh, does it ever change? Like, can you shift from one type to another throughout life or from one profile to the other? No, your pro your your profile is your is your profile. Um, I have some people who come to me and they don't like their energy type, so they're hoping that it will change. <laughs> um, uh, they're like, I don't, I don't want to be a reflector or a manifester. So manifestors are here to start things. They're the initiators. They're the fire starters. They're the ones that are like here to disrupt. Mm -hmm. But that comes with the conditioning influence of, um, but then people won't like me. So they, they don't do the thing that they want to do because they're trying to people please. And it's really uncomfortable for them mm. to go like, you need to go and ruffle some feathers and be okay with people not liking what you're doing. So your profile is your profile. Um, you, as you start to work with it and experiment with it, you'll notice a change in how you feel about yourself because you're going to start feeling more in flow. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's, there's challenges with all of them so whichever yeah. one you have. and so what did you say so my only white space is in roots yeah. and that means that I, I kind of so that means that I don't have is it does it mean that I don't have or that I do have an idea of my roots that I don't have an idea right so the root is, so the root, if you think about just in yoga or anything, like the root is all about stability, about groundedness, about having this like deep trust in mm -hmm. the, like you're like the earth got you, right? The, the universe has you. Um, so all of your energy is all kind of above that. So you've got a lot of color in your chart. Um, but all it means with having the undefined root center is having your own, the way you can build a strategy around it is like you say, working for yourself, working at your own pace, having a schedule, sticking to it. Um, I have, there are different ways. Some people who have an undefined root center tend to procrastinate and leave things to the last minute because they need the pressure. You're laughing. <laughs> they need the pressure to build in order to do the thing. So if you think about, um, one person turns, so I've got a defined root center. So I just turn the car on and I go, if you've got an undefined root center, you need to like rev the car a few times to get going. Mm -hmm. So you might leave things right to the last minute because you need the pressure to build in order for it to go. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm laughing because I'm, I'm 100% that way, especially when it comes to academia. So when it comes to my education, I'm currently a master's student at Stockholm University. And I have always been the student who leaves things for the very last minute. So like, I have an exam on Sunday. I haven't done anything. I plan on starting tomorrow and working through Saturday. And then I still know that I will probably get a really good grade on the exam. Because that adrenaline rush that i get from having yeah. a limited amount of time it just yeah. it, it it sets me off it's like it's yeah. uncanny and people like my colleagues used to hate me for that because i was always that girl who never studied i, I barely showed up in class <laughs> and then i would have hated you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then i always had like really good grades because 
I, as I, I say that it's both a blessing and a curse to be able to go through things really quickly. Um, because at the end of the day, I don't feel like I've put a lot of effort into them. And then I feel that like, I don't, I don't feel as good as someone who studied 10, 20, 40 hours for the exam as I did with my like five or eight hours because they invested much more effort. So I, in my, to my mind, I feel like I don't deserve to feel or rather to, yeah, to feel as accomplished and as satisfied with my result, even though it might be the same as someone who invested actual effort because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting because when I was at university, I um, lived with a friend of mine who was on the same course as me. And I don't know what her human design is, actually. I might ask her if she'll let me look at it because she left everything till the last minute or she'd get extensions and she always came out with firsts. <laughs> and I would spend weeks and weeks and weeks doing coursework and, you know, learning and preparing and wouldn't get as good a mark as her. And what I told myself at the time was, well, in real life, when you're working for someone, you don't get to, this is what I told myself all those years ago before I understood human design. In, in the real world, when you're working for someone, you can't keep asking for extensions to deadlines and leaving things to the last minute. I wasn't thinking about being an entrepreneur at that point. Yeah. You know, you just work for yourself. That problem goes away. Yeah. For me, I, for me, you know, for me, it did make me feel more comfortable preparing and spending that much time. But I have other gifts. Exams are not me, which also when you look at, let me just um, look at your chart. So, yes. So there's arrows on your chart, which everyone will see if they pull their chart. And it depends on which direction they're going in for different, it, it covers different things to do with your environment, structure, learning, capability, all this kind of stuff. And your arrow is pointing to the left, which is all around like how you learn, which is very logical. So very good at memorizing things. The traditional education was designed for somebody like you. I, my arrow is going in the opposite direction, right? So I learn more creatively, more intuitively, I cannot memorize stuff. I, traditional education was not for me. Exams, worst thing ever. Mm. But coursework, coursework I can do. Doing something in practice, real life, kind of apprenticeship style stuff works for me. The way I've learned to do human design with my clients is I just started doing it and practicing and looking at my clients' charts and my family's charts and just practicing in that. I didn't, I can't just read the whole book or do the whole course. It won't stay in my head. I need to know somebody that has an undefined root center to understand what it means. So it's just the way we're designed. Again, if this yeah. stuff was in education, you know, how amazing would that be to just go, right, this is the way, this is the way Franca learns. This is the way Carl yeah. learns. We need to treat them differently in yeah. how we're going to mark them. Yeah, yeah I, I I had that thought in the beginning of the conversation thinking, I remember one, I, maybe I was 13 or 14, we were given, so that uh, that means that in Croatia, at, when you're around 14 or 15, you move from elementary to high school, and then you're kind of given a test 
uh, like a psychological evaluation based like who you should or what you should do in life. And for me, I was like, I, I, I'm still laughing at the things that came up for me. There were there are kind of three results. And for me, it said I should be a priest. <laughs> <laughs> I should be a librarian or a kindergarten teacher. And I was like, okay, I, I can pick up like I can pick up the pattern that I should be a scholar of sorts. <laughs> like yeah. a student of something, but like far, 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 far away from any of these things. Yes, I like I love being in the books and I love teaching people. I love speaking with people and sharing my experiences and look at others going through their experiences and helping them along the way. But I feel like that test shows kind of everything wrong in our society in a way that it's not like, it's not made for, so it wasn't like, how can I use my gifts to the best at the best the best possible way and how can i understand myself the best but like oh like so you have a, this tendency and this tendency and this tendency and based on some calculations you should do these three things choose one <laughs> yeah exactly and it's it's even i'm just thinking now as well the things that we're forced to do that feel uncomfortable so like presenting if I think through education, when I had to present something, I it was traumatizing for me because I couldn't remember everything. Now, my strategy as a manifesting generator, the same as you for a generator, is responding. So this is perfect for me. The moment you ask me a question, I can access information and share it with you. But if you gave me an hour to talk about something, it would it just wouldn't flow as well. Um, so, I mean, God, if they did human design with kids as they were like embarking on the world of work and deciding what, you know, they wanted to do at college and university or whether they even wanted to go to university, um, it would be, oh, I think it will happen, but not, not just yet. Mm. Just the more conscious parents that are, you know, that's what's lovely is is parents who are going I want to know my kids design I mean I look at all my nieces and nephews designs um and it's really interesting and now and it helps me if I've got the one of them for the day learning how to you know get them help them make decisions for example so they don't get stressed or understanding if one's going so uh, one of my nieces is a, is a projector my dad's also a projector and it's really interesting now you know it's important that she spends time on her own she's just got her own bedroom she's got three sisters and how that's really helping with her stress levels because it was just too much being around everybody all day mm. um so it can be used in so many ways so many lovely ways to reduce stress yeah <laughs> and yeah. how how do we do reduce stress based on our uh, type profile. So you're, so f- I mean, for you as a generator and with the, because it is so unique, for you as a generator with an undefined root centre, it's about really, like we just talked about, having your own schedule and mm. setting things at your own pace. And also just trusting, I would probably say trusting that you don't need to ask for everyone's opinion before you make a decision. 
um, because you already have a very strong view of how you want things to be. And what comes for me with that is um, I've really, so I have, weirdly, I have always been very certain or very uncertain about some choices. Like for for some, I will just like, I, I'll go to the point that I will just do something without even telling anyone that I did it. Whereas for some situations, I will go around the circle and go asking for opinions. So how do I communicate this to my family, to my partner, to my friends in a way that I like, because like sometimes, you know, like there are people who, even if I don't ask for advice, you are being given advice. So how can yeah. I best communicate to them that this is the way that I work best and that it's like, it's, I'm not insulting you by not taking what you send yeah. into account. I'm just following what feels right for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, it'd be interesting to see what their designs look like. Um, because again, we're all interconnected and we're all completing each other. So the moment your design comes into contact with another design, you're creating if where you've got white white space and they've got white space, we're all like completing each other, but it can mm -hmm. cause conflict as well, right? So if you have two, two people with a defined mind, defined Arjuna center, who both have a very strong opinion about something, having a conversation that's where it can turn into conflict because neither of you is really going to change your mind about that subject so it's just knowing when knowing who it is that you're working with and just knowing when to how far to take the conversation um whether it's worth it even sharing your perspective in that moment um but it's it's difficult for me to answer that question without understanding the other person the other, yeah yeah. Um, so I'm I'm wondering how quickly can you get someone's profile because like we have Antonio and Liana in the audience could we mm -hmm. have a quick chat around what are their types if they want to share their birth date and birthplace I mean yeah if they want to if they, if they feel comfortable sharing that because I know this is being shared um, I'm happy to do that or if they want to, if they want to email it to me rather than oh, he, Liana or something. And so I'm inviting Liana on the stage. Hello. Hello. Hi. How uh, are you all? Doing really well. Great. Love it. I'm just listening in while I do all my work. Awesome. Um, so Carly, you need Liana's a birth date and birthplace, right? You, do you know what yours is already, Liana? I I did it ages ago, but I don't remember off the top of my head. So I'm pre I'm prepared to play. Okay. <laughs> let me just log in and see. Let me just log into my software. Do you know the exact time that you were born? Four o'clock. Okay, hang on a minute. Let me just. Okay, let me, give me two seconds. So, Liana, so I need the year. Uh, 1982. 
and the month april date uh 29th okay and you said 4 4 a.m or 4 p.m 4 p.m exactly or do you have oh i think that that's like kind of the i think that's the exact time on my birth certificate okay and city laredo texas l how do i spell that l o l a o l a r e yeah oh, laredo yeah so you're also a generator Oh, Liana. same as uh, same as Franca. Makes so a lot again, of sense. Life, <laughs> yeah, the life force people who are here to lift the energy of the world. Um, you you have so you do have obviously difference. Oh, you're also an easy breezy genius. We're all three of us. Oh, woohoo! <laughs> Two fours, easy breezy geniuses. <laughs> so we've got this like hermit element to us, where sometimes we just want to be left alone and not disturbed um but then we also have the opportunist which is most of our opportunities are going to come from people that we know there's like a natural friendliness in our aura so i mean i don't know if you guys recognize this but if i'm in a coffee shop like someone will come and speak to me or in a you know shopping queue or whatever but then sometimes i just don't want to talk to anyone so you kind of flip between caring and not caring wanting to be with people and not wanting mm. to be with people. oh yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, um, and like Franca, you've also got defined crown and defined Ajna. So you're self-inspired and have your own strong opinions and ideas about things and then speak your mind. So you've got the crown connected to the Ajna, connect, connected to the throat or both of you. So you inspire yourself. So you have very formulate these like strong opinions and then you will voice them and speak your mind. Does that resonate at all? Totally. Yeah. So, so for example, as we're just talking about like conflict or having difference of opinions, you and Franca, if you're coming at things from the same point of view and you both have the same idea and opinion about something, great, you're gonna connect on that. If you both have very different ideas mm. about how you're gonna do something, there comes a point where you both just have to laugh about it and just agree <laughs> to disagree. Yes, that makes so much sense. It's like a yeah. tug of war. Yeah, exactly. Um, but one one interesting thing in in your chart as well, uh, Liana, which I have as well, is we have an open uh, G center, which is all about identity. So we can be great chameleons. We can like fit into any kind of environment. Um, and that is really that can be really really useful it also means that we can understand others really deeply and their own and see things in them that they might not see in themselves but it means at the same time that we don't really um we can often spend our lives wondering who we actually are because we can be so many different people so it can it can you know we are who we spend our time with um and can pick up character traits and parts of our identity so that we can feel a little confused sometimes about who we actually are. So spending time on our own is really, really important. 
that's crazy because my mom used to always say to me when I was younger, you're such a chameleon. And yeah, I am. There we go. <laughs> and, and it can make other people feel uncomfortable. So if they have defined identity, so they know exactly who they are and they show up all the time, the same person, they might feel distrustful of someone like us because they see us show up differently in different and they think we're not being ourselves or that we're maybe playing up to the crowd or but it's not that we are all those people so really accepting that about ourselves can take take away a bit of shame i think that others can put onto us um for the fact that we are chameleons oh i love that that's awesome yeah yeah so yeah hopefully that was that was interesting you've also got a channel the same as me which is all about pulling yourself back up so when we get knocked down, we, we can get ourselves back up again and we can look after ourselves. Yes. It's because I've, I've, I talk about this uh, a lot at the moment, but I've recently had my ADHD diagnosis. And I think this makes so much sense when I reflect on that as well, like looking at the two things mm -hmm. in parallel. Um, I wonder, Carly, do you know if there's been any research into kind of what our human design charts say and you know its relationship to neurodiversity for instance it's really interesting you ask that i'm i'm going to do some research into this because i did a workshop the other day and somebody asked me um about autism and human design and i don't have the answer to i didn't have the answer to her question i don't have the answer to your question but now this has come up twice for me i'm going to do a bit of research and ask um ask about this I'll let you know. But um but yeah, I hope that was um that was helpful to or a little bit of insight into your design. It's really interesting. Oh, I love I love stuff like this. But I'm going to jump <laughs> yeah. back into the audience because I need to finish what I'm doing. <laughs> cool. It's nice to speak to you. Thank you, Liana. Okay, now to wrap up, Carly. So how can other people listening to this uh, on the replay find, figure out what is their human design and how can they interpret it? Is there is there a website yeah. to go? Yes, you can go to the Jovian Archive website. So that's J-O-V-I-A-N and then archive. And there'll just be an option on there to get a free chart. Mm -hmm. So you can get the very basics for free online. Um, obviously, there's so much nuance in everyone's charts that you can, you know, speaking to someone who can do a reading for you is helpful to like to get into the the specifics. Um, so, for example, like Franca and Liana are both both generators but one of them has a defined root center, the other one has an undefined root center. So one can handle external pressure, one will find it more challenging. So there's there's so much uniqueness in everyone's chart, but you can get the very basics um, just online. Jovian Archive's a good place to go. And what will be then be the, so like the next step will be um, reaching out to someone who can dive into the specifics and, well, is there kind of a mid step? So if I go on, if I if I if I don't know uh, what type I am now, and I find out online, can I already know what are some of the things that I could kind of um, 
validate myself for or kind of forgive forgive myself in a way for specific ways of working that are that feel really weird but are actually really me um yeah i think it what i will say is with with human design there can be a real um tendency when you first discover it to want to get really dive deep dive, dive deep into everything in your chart mm-hmm. You want to know your incarnation cross. You want to go. You want to know what triple split definition means, which you have in your chart. You want to know everything, um, but then you don't actually implement anything that you've learnt. And if you just pick one thing that I've said today, um, you know, for example, I'm going to stop stop asking everyone else for their opinions and just make my own damn mind up, and it's going to save me so much time. And just start with that as an example, mm. or I'm going to forgive myself for the fact that I leave everything to the last minute when I have an exam, because that's what works best for me. Um, and just practice that and then just notice the changes. So that would be, that would be my advice. There are parts of my chart still that I haven't really gone deep into yet. Um, at the moment, working on really thinking about the my open G center is something I'm really spending a lot of time thinking about. Um, for example, when people try to tell me um, who I am, it, I find it really irritating because I go, um, especially if they say something negative about me, I go, oh my god, is that right? Uh, am I am I that person? Um, because I don't know who I am. So for me, I've just picked one thing that I'm really focusing on at the moment with working on. So all I would say is when you discover your human design, just pick one thing to start experimenting with. Um, part of the reason I prefer to work with my clients over a longer period of time is for that very reason that it takes practice and you need somebody else to keep reminding you if you can't remind yourself yeah <laughs> when challenges real life challenges come up or you're struggling to make a decision on something the way i'm able to help my clients is go okay we need to remember this about your chart okay so where are we out of alignment with it let's bring ourselves back mm. so pick one thing and be very disciplined with yourself about it or work with somebody who can help you do that awesome Thank you so much for the conversation. Carly, do you have any any closing words for, for us or for anyone interested in, in their human design? I just think just it's all about trusting yourself. We already know. Um, we already know the answer for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So just start learning to trust yourself. Um I do have, I just ran a workshop, which is not on my website yet, but there's going to be just a low cost workshop that I just ran, which um, if you want to sign up to my newsletter on my website, carly-ferguson.com, you can um, hear about that when that goes live and you can just watch that in your own time. Um, But there's lots of learning you can do online. As I said, there are books, there are courses you can do, but just start with one thing and just start trusting yourself yeah so i will that's that's what i'm taking from this today to start rather start and continue and remind myself to trust myself and i love what you said that we already know the answers um to us of us (laughs) and for us so 
I won't go around and ask for opinions because I know that I already have them. <laughs> <laughs> and also have a look at your loved ones charts as well um, because you can do this for other people as well and it's gonna transform your relationships as well your working relationships your personal relationships that's a good idea and i will probably bug my partner <laughs> with that as mm -hmm. well because like we know that one of our main values for in the relationship is having excellent communication and i just think that having this addition this so much of additional information of both of our human design will just make so much sense and probably like if we had any question marks about one each other's behaviors in some areas this will resolve the question marks because it will all start to make sense exactly mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. it really well it's a beautiful tool it is so thank you thank you very much for coming on here today and talking us through and telling me uh, about my own human design it was really it was very very fun <laughs> Good. I good. Thanks for playing along with me. Of course. Thank you for everyone who joined live. Thank you if you're listening to this on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, um, let us know um, whether in on, on, on my socials or on Carly's socials, what have you like what is the one thing that you are that you are coming off? Ah, me and my propositions you are coming off from this conversation or from your human uh, design chart and from your profile because as Carly said everyone is so unique so remember to own and trust your own uniqueness thank yes. you everyone who joined live and I hope you're going to have a wonderful rest of the day